I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, um, of, of the land on which this podcast is being recorded. And I would also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hi guys, I'm Johan. And I'm Zach. And welcome to Get Off My Back! About Mumbai, Brisbane and Hobart. Yes, today's topic is about Mumbai, Brisbane and Hobart. Zach and I are yep. from Mumbai. Currently, I'm in Brisbane yep. and Zach, you are in... Hobart! Good old Ho- Tasmania. Also known as the Navi Mumbai of Australia. Let's just face it. That is absolutely baseless. (laughs) That is not true at all. Everyone in Australia wants to get rid of Queensland. That's that's just a fact. You know that. I just have one question for you, Zach. Do you have a Krispy Kreme in Hobart? Okay, you know what? You're taking it too far. That's just like... that's just You don't don't go there, man. You're hurting my feelings right now. But it's true, okay? Like that's exactly. so. I never really went. To, I, I I never went to that place in Mumbai. It there's like outlets all across Bombay in in back home. But I when I came here, yeah. I started missing it. just the absence of it. Is just like I want this now, you know, in my life. Exactly, it's like something you know. Your parents said you don't do that, and you specifically want to do that. Like you know, there's a red button in front yes. of you that you're not supposed to press, but you want to yes. press it so bad. The forbidden fruit is always sweeter. I know. I mean, I get what Eve was doing. Like, that bitch was right. I mean, I would have done that too. I would have eaten that <laughs> apple. But oh, I, remember, I remember you had come to Brisbane and you are not a fan mm. of Krispy Kreme. But you, like, we just bought, like, the 12th donut from Krispy Kreme and we were munching it out. So good. I even took a picture with the box. I'm so deprived. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? You should like smuggle Krispy Kreme donuts from Brisbane to Hobart and like sell them at like a higher rate. Okay, first of all, I need to <laughs> I need to smuggle it across the border. It's legal here. But a lot of people do that in Tasmania. I don't know whether they actually sell it. But like people coming back from the mainland, they get like boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts and just give it to their families or maybe even sell it. Oh gosh, I can just like imagine someone being shady in the corner like, hey kid, come here, do you want to try something? And then like they open their jacket <laughs> and they're like just crispy kind of boxes dangling. Look, everyone on the mainland, their drug is like cocaine and all the really bad stuff. And <laughs> you know, we just want a donut <laughs> from crispy I'm just like... <laughs> so I... true. That is so true though. One uh... thing about Brisbane is that if you go to the city, like the city side, you will definitely see a crackhead. Mm -hmm. You will 100% see a crackhead on the street. And you know, that actually reminds me a lot of Bombay because, I mean, I'm sure there are other crackheads in Bombay also. (laughs) But like when I came, when I visited you in Brisbane, I got such Mumbai vibes. I'm like, this is like, this is home. Exactly. (laughs) Traveling on the train. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You will find crackheads traveling in the train. For example, if you see me traveling on the train, like crackhead traveling on the train. But anyway, (laughs) Brisbane really reminds me a lot of Bombay. It has like the essence of Bombay, but still at the same time, it's not Bombay. 
You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. I get exactly what you mean. And some of our listeners will be like, what are these two on about? But trust me, you know, I remember when I think we were going for some international food fest and we were in an Uber. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think we were driving across the river or something and or driving along the river. And I was like, I'm sure like Mannat is around here somewhere because that that area felt like Bandra, like the area outside Shah Rukh Khan's Yes. Exactly yes. the same. I'm like, did I, did I go back? <laughs> but one thing that Bombay has that Brisbane doesn't have, cheap street food and crowded places. You really miss okay, the nothing. place. True. True. I, I really miss the crowded place. Have you like, you haven't been to Hobart yet, which I kind of hold against you always and oh. will always will come here. But yeah, there's nothing like a crowd here that, that doesn't exist in Hobart. In fact, like if you if you walk along the street, if there's a crowd, you're bound to know somebody in that crowd. It's just so few people here. Exactly. You'll find probably like 10 kangaroos and one human there. Yeah, actually not a lot of kangaroos, mostly like badmelons and wallabies. What? Really? Yeah. Also, there's this there's this adorable possum um outside where I used to work, and um, it, I think so. The restaurant that I work is called Peppers, so they call the possum also Peppers. Uh, you know the Maybe word possum. Salt. Okay, no, the words possum and adorable they don't go together. All right. How dare I'm... you? I'm sorry. It's just, it's a fact. How dare you? And I'm surprised that there are no kangaroos in Hobart. Like the, like the cutest animal in the whole of Australia, second to koala, like koalas are the cutest and then, is, then are kangaroos. They are. They aren't there in Hobart. Like you have all the bad well, ones. No, not around in the city. No, okay. What's wrong with melons and like wallabies? They're also, they're like, they're like tiny kangaroos. They're pretty cute only. What's I mean, your problem with them? I haven't even seen them. I'm not denying that they are cute, but I'm not a zoologist. I haven't seen them. So I'm just yeah. saying like, oh, oh. yep. Yeah. So, no, they're, they're, they're adorable. And um, the wildlife here is pretty cool. The, around the city and stuff, you only see like padamelons and uh, possums mostly. But as you go out and like, as you go outside of the city, if you're going camping or something, you're bound to see a lot more. And like, uh, even roadkill is a bit of an issue here to such an extent that when you're driving you're bound to see roadkill everywhere on the road and it's scary oh, oh gosh it's like in Mumbai you'll see potholes and then in Hobart you'll just see like roadkills everywhere see roadkill yeah I mean I'd rather see potholes honestly because it's just so sad oh, oh gosh but let's talk a bit about Mumbai let's talk about since you mentioned mm. the street food festival um like the international food festival let's talk about mumbai street food for now zach what's your favorite yes. street food in mumbai that's that's a very hard question but i'm going to have to say pani puri because i've been craving it for way too long i mean okay but that's like such a basic white girl answer yeah okay because that i am one okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i also I also enjoy the food on Muhammad Ali Road. Um, I think I've had their... Um, I don't even know the names of these things, okay, at Muhammad Ali Road, but it's just the best 
chicken and mutton I've ever had in my entire life. It is. It is. You just point out and say, "You're like, uska do do, iska teen do, uska char chahiye mujhe." Exactly. Chahiye. You don't know if it's chicken, mutton, human. You just enjoy it because it's really delicious. You know. You know it's going to be good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and to add on that, it's so cheap. It is so cheap. Mm, it's so good. Oh my god. I miss Muhammad Ali Road. I've been there not not too many times. Like not enough. Yes. Um but honestly, cheap food is the best thing in India. For example, I my favorite street food is Okay, so if any Xavier students are listening to this, hi, what's up? Um <laughs> the sandwiches that we get outside Xavier's college, the pasta paneer sandwich. That is the dude pasta paneer. That is the so good thing I have ever tasted. I would sell my soul for an unlimited supply of pasta paneer. Pasta paneer. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wasn't there this? Um, I think I'm imagining this, but I'm sure there was like a chocolate and cheese sandwich. It is true, but just to fuck with you, I'm gonna say you're imagining it. It's just an. It's a part of your imagination, Zach. I'm sorry. <laughs> like all of y'all were in college. Yes, I am also a fragment of your imagination. Currently, there's like no yes. one else on this podcast, it's just you talking to yourself. No. It's just me. Johan is this imaginary friend I made up because no one else would be friends with me in first year undergrad. <laughs> yes. They're all up. Like he made me imaginary, but he had to make me like the worst looking imaginary person. So I'm going to hold that against <laughs> you, Zach. <laughs> I'm going to hold that against. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Fine. my fault. Cheap food, Jack. Don't you miss that? Like, oh. Yes, I also miss uh having um like ganne ka juice outside <gasps> a railway station. Oh yes, and that was just for ten rupees, which is like ten cents. Yes, I guess. I'm not good at math. I'm not a mathematician yeah. or a geometry. Like I think one 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 dollar is like one rupee. One dollar is like what, fifty fifty one one rupee is fifty dollars. Yeah. One rupee is not fifty dollars, Zach. Fifty rupees. Sorry, the other way around. This is right. Fifty rupees is one dollar. I'm so bad at math. This is what happens when you like have two biologists trying to do math shit. We are terrible at it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just, just leave it to someone. Yeah. I'm like, we are like, is that a triangle? No, that is a square. And then someone comes with like, dumbass, that's a circle. I was actually pretty good at geometry, but I digress. Okay, sure. I mean, so I was so thinking about like the food, right? Outside Andheri Station, there were three McDonald's, excessive, but there were three. And sometimes you'd you'd be like, oh, maybe I should just go get this burger from Macca's outside Andheri. But then over here, over here, like Macca's is so cheap, mm-hmm. but back home, it's like a luxury. So I would just end up. going to like getting some sugarcane juice or like a vada pav or something instead of <clears throat> instead of mcdonalds exactly. and it's it's weird i think that's the the fast food places are a lot cheaper here than they would be back home true very true fast food places are very cheap over like back in india having fast food is like a luxury yeah but like even i would stand outside the mcdonalds outside andheri station and just be like there's food at home let's not yes yes like at, yeah <laughs> especially now like when i'm in brisbane i'm not earning any money i'm living off my parents obviously cuz i'm in jain hello i've never worked a day in my life. 
I'm a very pampered kid, so I get money from my parents. And privileged gang. <laughs> and so when I'm going to like get lunch, uh, now like I realize, okay, probably the food at home is better than this. I mean, I know it's not better than this, but that's a much more cheaper option. Yes. And you know, like back in India, I used to feel so bad that I used to like spend money on a. I spend a lot of money on food. If you know, like you know me, I spend like hundred rupees on a Chinese thali, which is two dollars. Yeah. Right now, like mm. since it's like a tap and go thing, like you just tap your card. I'm like, oh, a ten dollar sandwich. I'm like, okay, I tap on it, and then like later on, I regret <laughs> it. I'm like crying and I'm yeah. eating my sandwich. I'm like, at least it's delicious. Hey. Yes. Also, like I don't know why I get so surprised when I pay money and then the money actually goes out of my bank account, and I'm like, I feel disappointed. I feel so sad. Like I know, I know that, but it surprises me all the time. I'm not very good with money, especially when you open the Commonwealth Bank app and you're like, wait, I just had like hundred dollars. How did it come to one? Like in a span of twenty four <laughs> hours. Oh, help me with my finances, someone. Which is the reason why, like, I prefer India. Like in finances thing, obviously, because one stuff in India is very cheap compared to like Australia, but also we don't have like this tap card things. Most of the stuff is cash transactions, which by the yeah way, yeah cash transactions, which I loved, except for the time when demonetization happened. Thank you to someone. I'm not gonna oh. go into all that, but I'm just gonna say. Look, I don't biggest. wanna be killed. Okay, Johan. Look, I want to be killed. Hi, hello. I don't want to die, like, cause obviously, but I want to be killed at the same time. You know, just experience it a little bit. I, I, just so you prepare yourself. Is this like practice? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but in India, we have mostly cash transactions, so we have like an idea of how much we've spent in a day. Over here, we just tap mm. our cards and we're like. Eh, it's fine and then so yeah so i tried to do that right i tried to be like you know what if i actually withdraw cash and i'm spending cash i'll i'll be a lot more uh, wise about the money i spend and how i spend it and where i spend it but then i hate going to the atm because it's really far away <laughs> it is okay so i have a commonwealth bank um card i mean i trust yeah. so like can someone draw me i mean honestly i have like 10 dollars in my account like You can't. Talk I don't think you, you're you're not giving them your number, which is, by the way, just let me know. I'll note it down just in case. I mean, I was gonna say that out. Like, I'm gonna send you a picture of my card anyway. That's fine. Uh, just, I mean, I'll I'll watch it for you. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that Commonwealth banks are so far away from each other. Like, you have to walk twenty minutes. Look, I am a lazy twenty-two-year-old. I don't want to walk. I I don't even want to take the bus. I want the Commonwealth Bank to be like right outside my house. Can you please make a yes yeah. for that? But you know what? I used to be the same way, and I used to live in the city where the Combank um, ATM was a lot closer to me. But now I've moved into the suburbs of Hobart, and um, I couldn't be bothered to go get cash because in Hobart you can't really use a card to buy or top up your bus card. You have to use cash. So I just walk to uni now. What? I I hate going to the ATM so much. I just walk to uni now. <laughs> it's like it's the equivalent of like I don't like ordering food, so I'm just hungry and I sit in the hotel and drink water. Yeah, I just I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna walk to uni now. I I don't care. 
Well, hey, at least it's healthy, so fun. Yeah, and I mean, travel has never been a problem because we used to travel what an hour and a half every day to get to college in Bombay. Ah, oh, yes, yes, true. We used to travel a lot, and you and I used to travel a lot in the trains. And guys, let me tell you, mm. I guess the time that Zach and I have spent in the trains have been the most memorable times of my life. Like seriously. <laughs> But it is so entertaining, you know. You will, we will sit, and we will, we will constantly make the same jokes. One joke which we used to constantly make was the train announcements. Oh God, train announcements! They were so yes. weird, especially Bandra. <laughs> well, Pudhe station, Vandre. Oh. Agla station, Bandra. Next station, Bandra. You can't see me, but on the other side, like I'm actually like, dancing to that because that was really beautiful, Zach. You can actually <laughs> listen. If anyone from the Mumbai railway station is listening to this, please use Zach as your announcer from now onwards. That was perfect. New announcer. Yeah. New announcer. New announcer. That that other announcer lady can suck it. You know, I'm coming for her job. <laughs> <laughs> like, but. The the issue with Zach is that he will just stop at Andheri because like for him after Andheri nothing exists. It doesn't. It's not Bombay after <laughs> Andheri. Sorry, what is even? How dare you? How dare you? I was an ex Malad person, so yeah. you're still a Malad person. Can you not? Your family may have moved, but you never lived there. I I lived in Bandra for a week, <laughs> so I guess a week. That shook out. No, no. So no, I'm sorry. Just beyond Andheri, like, what's the point? Yeah, Be- like once you cross Andheri, you need a passport to enter whatever is after Andheri. That's not even a part of India. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, don't don't even get started about Navi Mumbai. Navi Mumbai, you have to enter like a black hole and like go into another dimension. <laughs> we we shit we shit on Navi Mumbai so much, even though they have like. I mean, you kind of have to concede that they have like better roads and better planning, but it's still Navi Mumbai, you know. So they don't win. I mean, yes. I mean, so, I'm not going to deny it because we went to Navi Mumbai um to go to Devanshi's house. It is so beautiful. It is so clean. But you know, mm. just because it's like a running joke that Navi Mumbai is a forest, we just we're sticking with that now. Hey, sorry. We're just sticking with that. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm I'm quite a, a stubborn individual. I'm I, I don't change my opinions very soon. Yes, very quickly. We are two Tauruses, and we are very stubborn. Like I mean, astrology mm-hmm. here. <laughs> don't blame us. Yeah, blame the star signs. Blame the star signs. Blame the stars. I can... but like speaking of speaking of like friends stuff from from college. Um. I think almost all of us from our friend circle have have moved abroad, haven't we? Yes, yes, we have. Um, everyone has moved over. Sorry, hold on. Can you hear that? All the crime in Brisbane. Yeah. All the crime. Oh my God. So peace and serenity in Queensland. I tell you, Tasmania is the best. That is, but hey, that is like the that's the drama. That's the tea that we live for. Who shot who? <laughs> we we are living for that. <laughs> Oh, and I am afraid of your safety. <laughs> Listen, I'm the one who's shooting people, so hey, but that's oh, okay. That's you just confess that on a podcast that's going to go on the internet. Good job. We both know that only 
five people will listen to this podcast. One is my mom, one is my dad, one is your mom, one is your dad, and one is some random dude who we don't even know about. So I guess we are safe. <laughs> some obscure person, nice. Yes. Uh, Out out to that one obscure person. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to what you were saying about our friends being yeah, so we we all moved and like it, it was kind of exciting, you know, the the time when we were all leaving Mumbai and everyone's going everywhere else. I think I was the first to leave, and then you left a couple of weeks mm-hmm. later. Like, what, uh, what were your impressions of Australia before you left? Oh, what, what do you think about this amazing country before you actually arrived here? Okay, so um, everyone used to constantly scare me that hey, be careful in Australia, because uh, it's it's a very dominated country, which I can't deny. <laughs> There are many white people mm. here, uh, but they were like, be careful, Johan. Some people might be racist. My dad told me that. My dad studied in Hobart um, uh, earlier. He did his masters yeah. in um, nautical sciences back in Hobart, and so he said, "Beta, please be careful," because I was um, attacked for my race. So you might be too. When I came here, we don't. I don't. I don't see it that much. I'm not gonna de- deny it's not there, because clearly it's happened to me sometimes that people have, okay, uh, people have heckled mm-hmm. at me on the streets occasionally, mm-hmm. which I guess yeah. part of, part of if you're brown and if you're in a foreign country that happens. Uh, but also to a certain extent, I feel that Australia is not as bad as people make it out to be. Like I'm not saying that no. it's like it's like amazingly wonderful. But it's good, you know. There's some bad things. Yeah, you can't change it in a day. It's a slow progress. But um, yeah, yeah. People like really try to scare me, especially. I mean, since I'm the eldest child, and they were like, "Oh, please be careful. You're going like so far away," and all that emotional yeah. things. And I was like, "No." Yeah, my parents are so emotional. Like, oh. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, bye." Kabi khushi, kabi kam. Background music starts playing. Yeah, <laughs> I should edit. section or something wait can you add songs or music in this of course johan that's how technology works wait what what's music i don't even know what that is damn no no i mean like i can edit this later on and add it in i know that i was trying to be funny damn it you like ruined my joke i'm sorry it's really hard for me to get sarcasm sometimes <laughs> Yeah. What about you? What were your impressions of Australia before um, leaving, and what were your impressions after? I just thought, um, well, to be to be honest, I didn't really. I mean, I didn't hear a lot about Australia on the internet and social media and stuff. I think it's was mostly dominated by the US. I never really watched any Australian television, any Australian movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I of course I heard about you know the the be careful, look after yourself. Uh, you might be facing some sort of discrimination and stuff, and I think I was prepared for that. Um, I I knew that's going to happen no matter where I go. I'm sure that would have happened even if I moved elsewhere in India. True. Um, but but when I came here, um, it it was it was quite welcoming. Um, I remember I got like two free bus rides because mom and I were lost, and the bus driver was just like, "It's fine, we'll help you get home." So people are really helpful. Um, and. They're really kind and welcoming, but one thing I need to say that I'm really disappointed about is the astonishing lack of the number of Australians that actually say "crikey." <laughs> oh, God. it's so disappointing. Look, the only like the the only um, exposure to Australia I had was from the Irvin family. 
and I kept hearing Nike and like wrestling crocodiles and stuff, and that's my impression of Australia. And I come here, and no one's saying Nike. They have all this other slang which they use, which doesn't excite me. Oh. But I've I've made I've made it a point to tell all my Australian friends that none of you say Nike, but every time they do. I make it also a point to say thank you for making my international experience worthwhile. Zach, stop making crikey happen. It's not going to happen. It's like fetch. It's not going to happen. So, so I started saying crikey ironically, and the other day I was in bed watching Netflix, and my phone was on the other side of the bed, and it buzzed, and I stretched, and my my aching twenty three year old bones were groaning, and I I usually would have said something like, oh Christ. But I said, "Oh, Kraiki!" So I need to stop now because I'm starting to say it unironically. Oh <laughs> so I'm scared. God. Oh my god! What are the other Australian <laughs> slang words that you've caught up on? And for like, if if any non-Australian is listening to us right now, could you explain it to them? Like, it's ironic that like a brown person who came to Australia just two years ago is now explaining Australian <laughs> on the podcast. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, um. One thing that I've picked up a lot is macas. I I say that a lot, and you get really annoyed when I say that. You just say say McDonald's. It is easy I, to say McDonald's. It's the same amount of syllables. I know, I know, but everyone over here in Hobart just calls it like macas. They're like, "Want to go for a macas run? Let's go for a macas run." I got some macas nuggets or whatnot. I'm just like, okay, so now that's stuck. Okay, sometimes I say McDonald's, but mostly I do say macas. Um, yes, then. Uh, you're supposed to say Cobber. McDonald's, by the way. McDonald's, not McDonald's. Muck. Muck. Okay, um, uh, McDonald's. Yes. Uh, apologies. <laughs> we are Indian. Uh, another one, <laughs> McDonald's. Yes. Uh, another one I heard. Uh, I've I've never really caught on to this, but um, people have used this on me. Of course, is is Cobber, which means friend, or I think it means good friend or something. Um, yeah. I kind of like that word, Cobber. Um, and then, uh, Esky, I've heard that a lot as well. I haven't caught up on that one either. Wait, what does Esky mean? Because in, in the lab, for me, Esky means like something in which you put your samples and you take it to different floors. Is that what they mean as well? Yeah, so, yeah, but like, I was thinking more about for beer. Oh. Uh, like, you know, like, like it's, it's like an ice bin. Hmm. I think people in New Zealand call it a chili bin. Which makes more sense, but I don't know why would you call it a bin in the first place. Just call it an ice box here. Yeah, but esky esky is what they call it over here, yeah. and I've quite I've come I've like come to appreciate their slang. I haven't caught on to a lot of it, mm-hmm. but I do appreciate it. It's unique. It's, it's cute. <laughs> There's just one thing that I guess Aussies say often. I've heard them say this a few times. Which I also say a couple of times, but I used to even say this in India, and it is the word cunt. And I feel so, I feel so accepted over here, because I can use the word cunt without, like, someone getting offended or, like, like oh, how dare you? It's a big thing, though. I mean, yeah, everyone uses this over here. And it was, like, I, it, it kind of took me aback, and I was, like, um, that's not a very nice thing to say. But then I realized, like, oh, they, they say it all the time. It's just a thing. It is. It is. But Australian slang yeah. is pretty nice. Uh, for example, Eka, Swatvac, like this shop mm. in every single thing. E- yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but I love it. Brekkie, breakfast is now brekkie. 
Oh shit, I thought that was Brexit for a minute. Like, brekkie Brexit. No, no. <laughs> we're, we're, we are not going there. That's a very dark topic. <laughs> yes. Let's just steer away from that. <laughs> let's, just, let's just stay, you know, in bliss here in our southern hemisphere. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's freezing cold right now, by the way, in um, Brisbane. Okay, you're talking. You're talking. I'm from Hobart. <gasps> Listen, you right now sound like they I came <laughs> I came I came to Queensland last July to escape the cold and I was like this is hot. And yes, I do I do realize that I sound like her and she says that to me mm-hmm. when I say it's too she's like you know what? I'm in Canada. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> For some of you who don't know who Devanshi is, Devanshi is our friend back in India. Now she's in Canada. And every time we tell her, oh my God, it is so cold over here. It's like the temperature is like 14 degrees. She's like, you guys, that's not cold. I'm in Canada. It is so cold over here. You don't even know. <laughs> And I'm like, I remember how for two weeks before she left, she was uh, she was having a complete meltdown about how the temperature sometimes goes to minus 12. It's never reached there, yeah? She, it's never reached there. Once she came and she's like, it's the lowest it's gone is minus 40. And we were like, Devan, it's not going oh, to go to minus, minus 40. 40. <laughs> she was so paranoid and I don't blame her. Look, she was the same girl who threatened me, who threatened to kill me if I turned the AC on once. So, <laughs> oh, bless. Yeah, I miss her so much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Auntie, we miss you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love love for Auntie. But um, so today is actually today marks one, two years and one day since I arrived in this country, and I remember everyone telling me that Tasmania is going to be really cold. So I packed like a whole bunch of woolens, right? Mm-hmm. I was just preparing to wear sweaters and jumpers throughout the 12 months that I was here. I hardly packed any summer clothes. I had to buy everything from here. And uh, when I first got out of uh, Hobart Airport, which by the way is called International Airport, even though there are no international flights, but we talk about this some other time. So I, I got out of the airport and it was, it was cold, but it was fairly sunny. And I was like, hey, this isn't too bad. I could like, totally deal with this you know i can i i'll be able to survive you and that night the temperature went to one and i was in bed and i was like i want to go home (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that is so true though um it will be officially one year for me on the 22nd of this month sorry two years for me on the 22nd month so yay nice i've officially survived two years in this country um but yeah, it, it does get really cold over here. And you were talking about like coming, um, obviously you come to the airport. Were you um, greeted by someone from your university and were you given a ride to your home by uni? No, no. No, we had uh, we had mutual friends to um, help mom and I. So mom came because she wanted a holiday. I came because I was going to live here for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we had mutual friends to... Uh, help us help us get our luggage and everything into the Airbnb and show us around Hobart for a bit. Um, oh. But no, we. I mean, I could have arranged that, but just because we had these mutual friends, um, we we didn't. And um, I think it was great because then I also got to man got managed to like you know get some put some feelers out there in the Indian community and yeah. just be like, hi, I'm new here. Please be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, please don't attack me. Um, please. 
I remember when I came to the airport, um, UQ actually sent some people to get me and drop me to my Airbnb, which was so sweet. And they gave me a gift goodie bag, which had one Tim Tam, which, by the way, let me tell you, for any non-Australian over here, Tim Tams are the best thing that has ever come out of Australia. The best thing. So good. You know, when... So good. When, like, the COVID-19 thing was happening and people were, like, stockpiling on toilet paper i was stockpiling on tim tams i was like i can't live without these okay these this yeah, yeah but continue so there was one tim tam which i had i loved it there was there were these manuals which like said where you should go and all that stuff um and along with that there was one small bottle of vegemite now me i do not know what vegemite is no one in the world oh, no. except for australians know what vegemite is I opened the bottle and I was like, okay, it seems like a sweet jam because it was brown. So I thought, okay, it's probably chocolate flavored. I put my whole finger in it and I put it in my mouth. And <laughs> I swear to God, I that that like five minutes that it was in my mouth, that was living hell for me. And <laughs> like to this day, many Australians hate me for saying this. I dislike Vegemite because of that one incident. Um... <laughs> I guess it was last semester where, or the beginning of this semester, I met this Australian guy and he's like, you know what, let me make some Vegemite toast for you. And he made toast, he slathered butter and a bit of Vegemite on it. Then it was a bit bearable, but the, you know, mm. the first time I ever tried Vegemite, it was a nightmare, yep. an absolute nightmare. First impressions matter. Yep. Oh my God. Um, I still haven't got on board with it. And some of my Australian friends are like, nah, you just got to put a little bit on your toast with a tiny bit of butter. And I was like, um, no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Australia, <laughs> Vegemite, really. You need to like give it to other countries as well so that they can go through what I went through. Like, uh, but Tim Tams. Okay, let's get to Tim Tams. Delicious mm-hmm. as hell. They are basically like those bourbon biscuits that we used to get in India. You know, the parlay bourbon biscuits. But better. Yeah. So much better. That, like, take those bourbon biscuits, coat them in chocolate. That's a Tim Tam. It is heaven. It's so yum. Oh my God. Have you tried a Tim Tam slam yet? I just recently did that. What's the, oh, is that you buy the Tim Tam from both the ends that use it as a straw? Yes. I did that. Oh my God. The doctors told me not to do that again because I like drank bleach with that. So they were like, please don't do that again. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're trying to get rid of the Rona. Yes, yes. I was listening to Donald Trump. He was like, please get disinfectants in you. And I was like, hey, what better way? Just a, just a you know, PSA out there. We're just joking. Please don't yes. actually drink to get rid of the coronavirus is just a joke please don't do that the just... only person who should drink please is donald trump i don't think anything no one should take anything what we say at this podcast seriously because honestly like why would you exactly First, we are just two strangers on the internet you should not be listening to us <laughs> i mean if it's on the internet it should be true right though that's what uh popular wisdom states yes so anything again anything we say is not factual like the previous like and the like right in the beginning i like probably said i was shooting people that is not true for legal purposes but for like private purposes mm-hmm. you can hire me like you know i can like handle stuff just saying johan you're just digging your ditch you're yeah. just digging your ditch. hey like i'm a faceless person they have never seen me so <laughs> but um 
Yeah, I mean, Australian food has been... So I, I actually work in a restaurant and I've been, um, you know, at like the front lines of Australian food, I feel. And their coffee mm-hmm. is something that I absolutely love as well. I was yeah. I never drank coffee a lot in Mumbai. But like after I started making coffee and now I'm just like kind of addicted. I, I want to say. Stop it. No, you can't. You can't lose your loyalty to chai. If you're Indian, you need to love chai. It doesn't work like this. Look, I'm not saying that I don't like chai. Chai always like first and foremost, like true love. Masala chai is the best. But I don't have masala chai right now. So I'm just going to satisfy myself with a coffee. Well. With it flat white. Oh gosh, you chose the most white girl coffee ever, Zach. Okay, the the most white girl coffee is a cappuccino or something. Flat whites are nice. It's just coffee. It's just milk. You know, no, not nothing fancy. My caffeine hit. That's all. That's all I need. Okay, but like, what about Starbucks in Australia? Why stop? Like, you hardly see any Starbucks over here. I'm so glad it doesn't work out over here. Why? I just think that Australians prefer their their local um, coffee shops compared to this multi-billion dollar conglomerate of coffee. Mm. Um, I think it's nice. Um, I remember when Starbucks was opened in Mumbai, there was like a huge craze. I would only go once a year to get the coffee in a Christmas. I just paid the cheapest coffee, but just to get it in a nice Christmas cup. Uh, you... That's the way. You and your obsession with Christmas, guys. We need to have like an episode about Christmas. <laughs> you will another episode altogether that Johan's not invited to is just me. How dare you? That episode will be me crashing Christmas and praising Halloween, and Zach just defending Christmas. <laughs> Johan is a Grinch. <laughs> it's, it's it's what he is. You just gave me the best idea ever, Zach. Like, I'm going to host a Christmas yeah. party and I'll be dressed up as the Grinch and we will watch just Grinch movies. That actually sounds pretty fun. It does, right? Oh, yeah. Shit. I just I'm so keen. I just opened the door. Keen. Oh my God. Keen is an other slang word that... Yes, that's something I picked up from Australia. Keen. Yes, I say that so much. Let's talk about that. Like... Why has that become a part of your vocabulary right now? <laughs> well, it's it's because a lot of people say it. And, you know, whenever, like, we have a group chat with, um like, all my colleagues and everything. And every time someone is like, does anyone want to go for drinks? You just get a whole bunch of people just going like, keen, 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 keen. I say keen. But... The reason, cause like so that's that's what I picked up picked it up from. Cause keen like seems like something like a like you know some ancient British guy would say, oh I'm keen to meet up with you today. I'm keen to have a yeah. cup of tea. It is such a royal. It's got some of that old world charm. <laughs> yes, and you live for an old world British charm. You know, we know. I am a bit of an Anglophile. I am not going to deny that. I I have been obsessed with uh, the. The drama of the royal family, the history of the royal family. I'm not a like a colonialist, like a colonialism apologist or anything. I just like find them fancy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. I mean, their fashion sense is a bit, you know, eh, but um, they are fancy. But on the fashion sense, yeah. 
Like the only person who's fancy truly is Iggy Azalea. Fair enough. Yeah. Remember cuz I'm so fancy. Do you remember the song? Yes. Yes, Johan, I get this. I know the song. I know the song. That's why I agreed with you. No, but not, I got the Not even that song, Zach. Remember that we were when we were in college back in Mumbai. Uh um, Are you sure you want to sing that on the internet? I am not going to. <laughs> cuz hey, I mean, I do have my degree from Mumbai, so I'm I don't care much. But we made like a parody version of Fancy, and we like incorporated our then principal. Now I don't think he's a principal as well. But yeah, like why are you doing this? I'm not <laughs> gonna do that. Hey, but the thing is that okay, good. That brings me to this. Like back in India, we knew all our professors by name, and we had like a very close, you know, um, connection with them. Um. In Australia, mm-hmm. when you take a coursework subject, there are like two fifty people in the class, so you don't connect to the professor as much. However, when you're doing a research project, like I'm doing a research project now, I mean I finished a research project, you mm-hmm. connect mm-hmm. with your supervisor to like some next level. Yeah, that's that's just because I mean classes are big, yeah. But one thing mm-hmm. I've realized, you know, one major difference that I actually struggled quite a bit to get used to here in Australia is. you call your professors by their first name yes what is it i was that? like so scandalous so scandalous because in class i was sitting and they were just like you know just taking their first name and asking questions and i was like sir ma'am <laughs> like, i have a wait i have question <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that scandalous i sucked it up and now finally i can like just call them by their first name if it went from sir ma'am then it went to mr and mrs or miss whatever mm. and then now i'm i'm a bit more comfortable with that another thing people wearing shorts to uni i couldn't yes what is with all the indecent exposure i can see their whole ankle <laughs> i couldn't like i was like i it's it's really, like in the summer it gets really hot and i was like i don't care i'm i'm just still going to wear jeans to uni because i can't take my to wear shorts now i just now cut to me during summers i'm wearing like full length pants full sleeve shorts cuz like i'm like i mean hey if you have a body shape like a potato sack you need to cover it up with a gunny bag or something no else. no <laughs> so i do that i wear full sleeve everything i've never worn shorts in my life to uni i can't i just can't do it no i just feel like you know it's it's wrong. it's not wrong obviously but i just feel wrong it isn't yeah call me call me a prude if you want to but this is what i think and i'm not going to change my mind <laughs> i mean we have been raised in india and in india we have like these mumbai especially we have these strict rules like call your teachers by miss or sir or sir or ma'am yeah. never call them by their first names that is like if you call them Even, Yeah, not even in school. Even in like when we were doing our undergrad, yeah. Exactly. Yes, and like even if we meet them outside of school or outside of college, we won't call them like, "Hey, Mansi, what's up?" I will always go like, "Hi, ma'am, how are you?" Um, yeah. Over here, it's completely different. Also, like back in college, undergrad, and in school, we had like strict dress codes. So over mm. here, everything being so relaxed, it's really good. But it's a new thing for us. We have to like, you know, it's uh, get used to this new culture. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
when you started talking to people, did they expect you to like have a really thick Indian accent? Um, so I was actually talking about this to one of my um, Sri Lankan friends and uh, she was saying that um, all these Indian people say they don't have the accent, but they were watching a YouTube, like a BuzzFeed India video or something. And they were, they were like talking about Indian accents portrayed in the West. And the guy was like, no one in India sounds like that, but he sounded exactly like that is what she said. <laughs> like, I, 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 I can't pick that up. Like when I'm talking to you, I can't really pick up that stereotypical Indian accent. But I think to other people, we might sound like that, which is kind of scary and sad. I mean, yeah. accent, honestly. Because we have been represented like that in mainstream media a lot. Like, I'm assuming, mm. even, um, I don't know which shows are like huge in Australia. I'm assuming Big Bang Theory, though it's a very American show, it's, world, it's known worldwide. And the only yeah. person in that, Raj Kutrapali, one, he can't talk to women. And second, if he talks to women, he's like, hello, my name is Raj Kutrapali. Like, we don't talk like that. Yeah, I mean, at least I don't think we talk like that. But one thing I know for a fact is when people got here was um, they weren't expecting my name to be so white. <gasps> one of, I've even had someone actually ask me, why do why do brown people steal white people names? And I'm like, um, um excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, how dare you? How dare they? <laughs> that was that was the most bizarre. That was I think the only most like the most bizarre um comment i've got on my name wow. um and i know and i'll explain to you why it's so it's such a like anglicized name but um apart from that i don't think a lot of people have been too shocked that i'm speaking english this way or um i have this weird name no not not too many not as many as i expected to it let me tell you something sad okay Okay. When I was speaking to people, they were like, oh, for an Indian person, you speak English very well. And I'm like, I've been, my, my mode of education from my first grade, even like junior KG, senior KG has been in English. Yeah. Also, I gave my mm. IELTS, I got a fucking eight out of nine. I'm kind of flexing in my IELTS. Good job. Yeah. Hey, you don't talk. To it's me. been two years. You're going to have to do it again. I know. So. Which is sad. I, uh-huh. I don't know why do I have to prove that I can speak and I can write English fluently. Like, look at me. Hello. Like, why? who forgets the language in two years? Who forgets the language in two years? Nobody. <laughs> so, yeah, some people tell me, you speak really good English for an Indian person. And, um, and then they go like, oh, I don't know about your writing, though. I'm like, excuse me, how dare you? <gasps> Oh my god, have they actually? That's really mean. One person told me that, and I mean, the person wasn't didn't mean it in a mean way, but obviously it came across like that. And I was like, mm. okay, work. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's like that's the thing. Um, many people think that mm. Indian students over here have don't don't speak very good English, which is not true. Because when we are back in India, we do something called as an IELTS to prove that we know how to speak in English, which is yeah. really weird. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've been learning English, like even Zach, even me, most of the kids in India yeah. learn English from the first grade, and English is like a mode of. Um, you know, exams and everything and the mode of education. Yeah. Still our undergrad. I mean, 
Yeah, so much so that at this point, like, I speak English better than any other Indian language, which is a shame. Yeah. But that's how it is. And the weird thing is that, okay, and this, an Australian person told me this as well. He's like, you speak English better than Australian people speak English. And I'm like, thank you. But Amen. <laughs> yeah, but we need to prove that we can speak English. And then after two years, we have to prove that we still remember the language. Like, what the fuck? I am in Australia. I will constantly be speaking English. So why do I need to re-give an exam after two years? It is messed mm. up. So um, Money making. Oh, yes. IELTS is very expensive. Very expensive. Mm. But hey, that's... You know, you we have to do this as international students. We obviously have to go through all these processes. It's part of the experience, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. But yeah, you you can't do much about it. Um, but once mm. you come to Australia and you know you have all these qualifications, um, you know that okay, you speak English well, you can do this, this, this. People are actually surprised when you're doing well academically. <laughs> Are they? I mean, for me, it's um, it's acceptable because uh, I'm not a very bright person. But yeah, so if I do well, actually, no, no, how no, dare no. you? I mean, yeah, but overall, also, I feel like compared to India, Australia, Australian education is more hands-on. You know what I mean? It's so good. Yeah, I really love the way they... They've been, um, you know, giving out other courses and like how they teach the courses. It's I've I've got to go more out into the bush. I got to do a lot more stuff in practical. It's quite fun. I've enjoyed myself. Exactly. Also, I've learned so much. So, um, for people who don't know, I'm I'm, I guess finished my masters in molecular biology. So we learned how to write reports and research papers. Something that I never learned in my undergrad back in India, and it was very heavy towards the practicals so we had a lot of practical examinations more than like theoretical and even if it was theoretical they were like open-ended questions like okay you have this how do you get this out of that and Mm -hmm. it's i mean i i prefer this kind of education more because you know it's more application based and it's more hands-on overall yeah it's it it was um a refreshing change um I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I had fun. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on Indian education because trust me, my undergrad in India, and shout out to all my teachers in the life science department back in Xavier's College, I would like to thank them from the bottom of my heart because everything they have taught me has been such a good, um, you know, base work and like it's been it's absolutely yeah, it's been wonderful uh, learning everything from them because right now I know a lot of theoretical things that I guess people over here don't know about. Uh, for example, people did not know about intron exon splicing. And I was taught that back in my bachelor's. And yeah, it's just it's just wonderful that I... I yeah, that. I, I, think, I think, yeah, I think that's true even for the botany and zoology departments back home. It's just really good, uh, a really good base that has been provided that I've been able to, you know, capitalize upon and just build upon in my master's degree. So... Yeah, good on them. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you to them. Um, also, like one thing that I, um, Zach, you did honors in India, right? Mm-hmm. 
So is it? It's like kind of funny that over here, uh, people do an honors, but they don't do their bachelors instead. After the twelve, they do a one year honors, and then they do their ma. No, do they do an undergrad and then an honors and then a PhD? They do, they do an undergrad and honors and then a PhD. But we have done an undergrad, a masters, and then a PhD. Exactly. Like for for example, yeah. I did do an honors. You did an honors, but it won't be counted mm-hmm. over here as an honors. I find. No, oh, because it's yeah, yeah. It's it's a different kind of honors that we did in undergrad. Exactly. Oh. But still, I mean, it's really stunning that over here people can just skip their whole master's to their PhD and like we have to take the whole. Well, because, I mean, the honors is kind of like the master's anyway. They're doing a research project. Yeah. I mean, yes, it, it could be like a one year master's. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. yeah, that is. Um, I mean, that's like the whole difference between like the Indian education system and the Australian education system. I don't think in India. Yeah. Uh, like people have the options of like doing an undergrad then doing an honors and then doing a phd we mm. have to do a masters that is true there's like there's no other yeah. way around it some unis i think in like du and stuff they have honors mm. degrees wow but who wants to go to delhi i mean oh. <laughs> yeah let's just shit on delhi people now <laughs> I I don't know if you've um, listened to that comedian Kunal Kamra, but his his he has this quote in one of his stand up pieces that he says, "Mumbai's current achievement is not being Delhi," and that's so true. <laughs> wow. Okay, that is shade. It is true though, and yeah, it I mean, is, it is it is absolutely true. And Hobart's um, current achievement is not being Brisbane. How? Dare you? At least we have crispy creme. We've like gone back to like circle one. Yeah, we've gone back to <laughs> circle. I think, I think this is like the yeah. We've gone full circle, and there's so much more that, like to talk about about Mumbai, Brisbane, and Hobart. But like, we've, we've been talking for almost an hour now. Yes, and I so, guess we should end I think, this. Oh. Yeah, I think our our, uh, our parents would still be listening, but that one anonymous. Uh, listener has probably dropped out in like the 15th minute god damn it i was actually rooting for yeah. that person i even gave him a name you know what what, what was his name you zakir or her name <laughs> <laughs> i think we should leave zakir for another story for another episode <laughs> yes yes uh oh my god i genuinely hope that people who are listening to this podcast actually enjoyed this and if there are any mm-hmm. students who are going from india who are coming to australia i hope this was helpful for them i mean i don't know how helpful it really probably wasn't yeah no i highly doubt it oh gosh i'm sorry but, uh bef- yeah look we tried yeah it's all that counts uh, but before we, um, you know, finish this episode, I just want to give a shout out to um, a really close friend of ours who's currently back from France and is now in Chennai. We oui, we. Oui. And what is she? We 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 get get. Okay, so this is a shout out to Arohi Sangvi. Oh my God! Uh, is it is she our favorite person? I guess so. She's a contender. She's up there. She's up there yeah. on the list. Um, so back in Chennai, she's opened a French dessert shop called Maki. You can go on at her, on Instagram, which is at Maki Patisserie, which is at the rate M A K I P A T I S S E R I E. Now, Zach, would you like to tell us a bit about Maki Patisserie, or would you like me to say something? Yeah, no, I can. Um, I can back off. 
Uh, get off my back. <laughs> oh, okay. Self reference. Oh, oh my god, podcast reference. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> hey, Hans. Um, no, she she currently did he she did he uh, her um, qualifications making pastries in in France out of like all the places in the world, and she's currently making French desserts for the Chennai crowd using local Indian ingredients. She's got. Sado muffins and cinnamon protein bars and something I cannot pronounce. And I think if I, I'm just going to offend people, so I won't. <laughs> just visit her Instagram page, and she's got all these lovely um, desserts, and they're not they're not like ridiculously expensive as well. Yeah, I would definitely pay that money for. I mean, I've had some of Aro's cakes, and they're amazing. Now she's mm. actually got a degree. It's be a lot better. Please take a, taste Aro's cakes, please. Okay, so nice. Okay, so nice. And I think with that, uh, yeah. we can tell viewers to um, get off my back. Get off my back, seriously, please. Uh. Bye. Bye. Bye.